there. Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. So we're in the middle of a process that I call the six blocks or obstacles to effective communication and influence and an antidote to each one. It's really designed to give you six steps to dealing with difficult people, people who are resistant to what you're saying, not listening to you, um, arguing with you, whatever it is. Step one, we've talked about the importance of coming to the conversation in what I call the top of the mind. Those of you who follow my philosophy, you know we got these three parts of the brain. Brainstem is the lower brain, it's the reactive brain, the fight or flight brain. Upper 80% of the brain, the neocortex, what I call the top of the mind. This is where we have access to our best interpersonal skills, problem solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity, etc. Middle brain is called the limbic system. This is, some people call this the emotional brain. This is a part of the brain that gets triggered when we deal with negative situations because this low middle brain is not very smart and it's working with old software so it has a tendency to interpret almost anything negative or anyone is doing anything negative as dangerous and throws us into that lower brain that's where we get angry resistant stressed frustrated annoyed that's where we become less effective in dealing with people so step one is the process of going into the conversation clear about the qualities and characteristics you want to bring to the conversation no matter what they say no matter what they do you don't want to go into a conversation worried about them or their perspective, and you certainly don't want to get triggered in the middle of a conversation because that's going to throw you into the lower brain. Step two is new. That has to do with what I call reaching for their neocortex. You know, when you're dealing with someone and they're being stubborn or argumentative or rude or not listening or not taking accountability, whatever it is, there's a tendency just to focus on that negative behavior and try to stop that negative behavior or convince them to change. And have you noticed that when you try to convince someone to change, they rarely say, thank you for sharing, what a great idea. <laughs> Often they get worse. They start arguing for the very behavior you want them to change. So what I like to do is bring neuroscience into step two as well by making sure you're going into a conversation, clear about who they are when they're being resistant, that's pretty easy, but also clear about who they are when they're coming from this upper 80% of their brain. This is the part of them that does something well. So if they're part of your organization, what do they do well? That's them in the upper 80% of the brain. If they're part of your family or a close friend, what do they love to do? That's them in the upper 80% of the brain. It's gonna be important that you hold a vision of who they are, not only when they're in the lower brain, but who are, who are they when they're in the upper brain? Because it's this upper brain that we're gonna connect with a little bit later in the model, and it's gonna be really important for you to be able to hold that vision. Otherwise, all you see is their negative behavior that has our limbic system throwing us from the brainstem, and we start banging brainstems with them. You know, <laughs> Nobody's listening to anything. Step three and four are really important, but there is a trap here. And the trap is you've probably heard some of this before. And unfortunately, when the brain hears information that it's heard before, it has a tendency to discount it. Now, there is a component in learning called scaffolding. And that's where you tie new information to what people already know, and it makes the new information more accessible and able to be implemented. So I'm gonna tell you a couple of things that you've heard before, but I'm gonna tie neuroscience to them in a way, hopefully, that will make them really meaningful to you. The first uh, step three is listening. I know, you've heard that before. You're supposed to listen to people. But I'm gonna encourage you to actually do two things. Listen and learn, number one, what part of the brain are they coming from? 
Because if they're stuck in the brainstem, if they're being rude or argumentative or stubborn or not listening or resistant, they're not in the part of the brain that can process data. So when someone's stuck in the brainstem, you don't want to try to give them data. You don't want to try to go to a solution. They're not in the part of the brain that can hear or process any of that. Knowing that they're in the brainstem by asking yourself the question, what part of the brain are they in, is going to help you in determining how do I engage them. The second thing you want to learn is what's important to them. There's something that is motivating them at the moment, something that is making them resistant to what we say. And until we know what that is, we're not going to be able to be influential with someone. I always say, whenever you're wanting to be influential with someone, start with what is influencing them. You don't have to agree with it, but you have to know what it is. So let's do this. Let's assume we got two people and these two people are represented by these two cups, us and them. And let's assume this represents the facts. Crystal clear, right? Most people think that everybody sees the facts the same way, but we now know that's not the case. Our limbic system colors how we see the facts. Some people see the facts one way, other people see the facts another way. Same facts, different interpretation, different perspective. You may have heard the phrase perspective is reality or, or perception is reality. So how a person sees the situation is their reality. They think they are right. So this person believes that yellow is right. We, of course, think that blue is right. This is our perspective. This is their perspective. And often we get into a debate trying to convince them they should not be yellow. They should be blue. That has them starting to argue for the validity of yellow. So what I'm gonna encourage you to do is to find out what this is, because initially this contains the key to their cooperation, because it contains what's important to them, and it contains what they're maybe concerned about, and it contains what they already believe is true. We've gotta know what this is if we're gonna be influential with people. So how do we find out? Well, we could like ask them. <laughs> we could say, hey, help me understand what's important to you. What am I missing here? Help me understand what you want me to know about this. Actually changes the color of the conversation. They now see us not as someone who's trying to change them, but someone who is interested in what's important to them. Isn't that what we want them to be with us? We want them to be interested in what's important to us. So asking that question will begin to give us really good information. Because normally when you ask someone, hey, help me understand what's important to you, most people go, well, so glad you asked. It's this and this and this and this. Now we have information we didn't have before. We've always known our ideas. Now we know their ideas. That puts us in a very powerful position a little bit later in the model, begin to blend these two to create what Stephen Covey calls the third alternative, a blending of what's important to us with what's important to them. However, we can't do the blending until we find out what that is. So step three is listen and learn what part of the brain they're in and what's important to them. Step four has to do with empathizing. I know, you've heard listening and empathizing before, but again, what I'm gonna do is tie neuroscience to it. There is a great video out there by Ted, uh, it's a TED Talk, by Frances Free. She is a uh, dean of one of the Harvard uh, schools of business. She did a TED Talk on trust. I think it's fair to say that when we're talking to people, we want them to trust what we have to say. She said there's three things that are necessary for people to trust us. Number one is logic. We're not making sense, they can't trust us. I don't think that's a problem for most of us. I think when we're talking to people, we are making sense. She says the second thing, however, is empathy. 
If people don't get that we understand why they think and feel the way they think and feel, they think they have to defend their right to think and feel or convince us of the righteousness of their perspective. So now they're in a convincing mode, in an offensive mode, or even a defensive mode, but they're not in a receptive mode. So if you want someone to listen to you, you've got to be willing to empathize. The third thing that Francis Free says has to be here in order for people to trust us is authenticity. So we have to be authentically curious about what's important to them. And we've got to be authentically curious about how they believe this is right. We don't have to believe it's right, but we can make, we got to make sure that they know that we understand why they would think and feel what they think and feel. Now, a lot of times people say, well, Bill, what if they're not making any sense? I can't tell them I understand or I empathize when they're just not making any sense. Well, you see, knowing neuroscience, when they're coming from this lower 20% of the brain, this is not the rational brain. This is a brain that just reacts. It doesn't make sense. So they are probably not making sense because they're coming from the part of the brain that doesn't make sense. However, if you try to tell them they're not making sense, they will not say thank you for sharing. They'll hear that as criticism and get worse. So you want to listen and learn what's important to them. And then you want to let them know you get it. Something as simple as, you know, I can see how you'd see it that way. I can see how that would be important to you. It takes about two seconds. This isn't about you becoming their counselor. This isn't about you holding their hand or any of that. This is basically freeing them from the need to convince you that they have a right to think and feel what they think and feel. Now, next week, I'm going to go into step five and six of the model. I'm going to complete the model. It's in step five and six that we actually get people to shift from their resistant brain to the receptive brain. Steps one, two, three, and four, however, are essential in being able to put us in a position where we can be that influential with people. So what I'm hoping you're recognizing is the value of going into a conversation centered in focus, clear about who you want to be regardless of what they say. Going into a conversation, holding an image of who they are at their best, who they are when they're coming from this upper 80% of the brain, because that's eventually the part of the brain that you're going to want to connect with. Finding out what's important to them. Until you know that, you won't be able to address the situation and you won't be able to combine what's important to them with what's important to you. Letting them, them know that you get it. One of the blocks to people hearing what we have to say is their fear that we don't get it. So if you'll just say something like, you know, I can see how you see it that way. I can see how that would be important to you. That didn't even, that's not even you saying, I understand. It's just basically saying, I can see how you would see it that way. People go, oh, well, okay. And now they're more open. So what you want to do is think about this. And one way of thinking about this is think about a time in the past where a conversation didn't go well. Did it, do we have a tendency to go into that conversation kind of worried or frustrated about something about them? Did we get triggered in the middle of the conversation? Were we trying to stop some negative behavior? Were we really listening with curiosity to find out what's important to them? Did we let them know that we got it? Because if some of those didn't happen, we now know why those conversations didn't go off the rail, I mean, didn't go well. Next time, I'm going to talk about how to get them to shift from their resistant brain to the receptive brain. That is hard, but that is the brand new part of the model. You've probably heard going into a conversation, clear, confident, great is a good idea. You may not have heard reaching for their neocortex. That's new. You probably have heard the value of listening and learning and empathizing. But now we're putting neuroscience to all this. So 
be thinking about this, practice this, get a sense of who you are when you're talking to someone from this clear, confident, creative part of who you are versus reacting to what they say. Reaching for that neocortex, truly listening with curiosity and letting them know you get it. Those uh, steps just by themselves are gonna be very impactful in terms of you being effective with others. And next time I'll show you how to get people to shift from the resistant brain to the receptive brain. This is what I love to do. By the way, this is in the book, Life from the Top of the Mind. This is now an audible for those of you who like to listen. I get to go around the world teaching people my system. Number one, how do we get to the top of the mind? How do we stay there? How do we rewire the brain? And then how do we deal with other people in a way that gets them to shift from that resistant brain to the receptive brain so they truly hear and understand what we're wanting them to know? If you would like me to do this with your organization, your family, your family business, all you got to do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, hit the contact button, let me know what you're interested in. Love to talk with you about that. In the meantime, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Pinterest or Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or iTunes, any of the social media. I try to post one of these each week. So until next week, here's to you, bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the future.